Following Christ in 2021 is not for the faint of heart. Striving to be a kingdom man isn't about packing up and taking a vacation. It's about getting your mind right, your gear packed, and heading into war. It's more important now than ever before to stand up for what's right and just in the eyes of the Lord and seek His truth. This ain't a cruise ship, fellas. It's a battleship. So buckle up and get ready for the truth, the uncomfortable truth. Welcome back to the show today. It's such a delight to have you with us today. We're so excited about uh, what we have going on today. I'm not going to spoil it. I'm going to let Sean do that. He's not going to be a spoiler. He's just going to inform. So we're going to go ahead and open it up in prayer. Brandon's going to do that for us today. Dear Heavenly Father, we love you and we thank you for your grace and your abundance, uh, the abundance that we can see and the things behind the scenes that uh, you have working for us and always, uh, even things that seem like uh, challenges, Lord, that you turn those tests into testimonies if we will continue to seek you. Lord, thank you for our guest today. Uh, let them uh, speak light into uh, all of our listeners' hearts. Let us be carriers of your light, Lord, because we know that you are uh, the God of all things, uh, the healer of everything, Lord. Lord, we love you, and uh, bless this time that we spend with you. In your name we pray. Amen. 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 All right. This is Sean, and uh, today is my subject. I'm super excited about my subject for today, which is servanthood. I'm even more excited about uh, the guest that we have this morning. Um, but I want to start off by reading um, some scripture here. 1 Corinthians 9.19 For though I am free from all, I have made myself a servant to all, that I might win more over, I'm sorry, that I might win more of them. So I want to read that one more time. For though I am free from all, I have made myself a servant to all, that I might win more of them. Servanthood. Um, you know, it's a, um, it, it's, it goes hand in hand with um, the guest that we have today, Chris Gordy. Chris Gordy is a, a friend of mine. He is a local entrepreneur, and um, Chris, is he's one of the coolest, hardest-working, deer-hunting, God-fearing, family-loving dudes that I know, and uh, we're, we're just grateful to have him here. Um, and uh, I, I just want to talk about Chris just for a second. I want to tell a couple of stories, and I just want to explain, you know, how servanthood goes hand-in-hand hand, uh, with, with Chris and his life and the example that Chris is. Um, you know, he... he absolutely puts others ahead of himself and that's it's just uh it's pretty special uh chris has a beautiful family um and he has deep roots uh here in east texas um so i want to tell some first-hand stories about chris um one one time my family and i we were uh in dallas at a club volleyball tournament and i just gotten a Brand new King Ranch F two fifty, and I thought I was somebody special. And uh, <laughs> anyway, um, I um, we had got ready to leave on a th on a Thursday afternoon from the tournament we were at, and uh, we're putting along down. Uh, I believe it was I thirty five, headed towards uh, back to to East Texas, which is where we live. Dallas is about an hour and a half uh, from where we live here, and. Uh, Anyway, so we're an hour and a half away, and all of a sudden, my truck stops working, and we can only go 20 miles an hour. And if y'all know 
um, Texas interstates, 20 miles an hour uh, will get you killed real fast. <laughs> and uh, <Amen>. so, <laughs> so we're putting along the shoulder, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, you know, what are we going to do? And we end up exiting uh, Terrell. And uh, anyway, um, so I'm like, what can we do? You know, we can't, we can't keep rolling, you know, we, uh, you know, unless we want to take eight hours to get home. And so uh, I ended up pulling over at the Ford dealership in Terrell. Randall, Randall Noel, I believe Ford is where we pulled over. And of course, you know, you can't get a hold of anybody. That is there. not a paid advertisement for Randall <laughs> Noel. <laughs> and uh, so I, I call my brother, Obi, uh, that's actually not here with us today. Uh, we got Chris uh, filling his spot only because Obi wasn't feeling that great this morning, which is, uh, which is you, you guys pray for Obi. We, we need to lift him up. And uh, so we pulled over, called Obi, can't get a hold of Obi. Obi ends up, he's out of town still. He was out of town that weekend. Called Dad, couldn't get a hold of Dad. Uh, called a couple more people, and then I was like, man, I hate to call Chris, but I'm going to call him. And what does Chris do? He drops everything he's doing on a Sunday afternoon, comes and picks up me and my entire family, drives us back home, and uh, I tried to offer him some money. He wouldn't take any. And, uh, you know, whenever I think of, you know, how selfless that is, it just, uh, I mean, it's awesome. And um, another quick story. My wife and I, we used to have a retail store, and uh, we had a customer there who um, had just bought a bunch of stuff uh, from our retail store that we have there, and they locked their keys in the car. And Chris, being in the automotive industry, um, with several locations in East Texas. I don't know if I said that earlier, but uh, God has blessed him. I know he won't tell you this, so I want to tell you. God has blessed Chris and his family tremendously, and he gives back to God's kingdom nonstop, and it's just it, it's awesome. So this retail store that he has, uh, you know, because he's in the automotive industry, uh, I, I, I called him, and uh, so I was like, hey, um, these people lock their keys in their car. Do you think maybe, I mean, it wasn't like 10 minutes later, he shows up, he's taking the keys out of the car. I try to offer him money, he won't take money. Chris is one of those guys that if you invite him to your house to a party, he's jumping over people's shoulder to take the trash out. Um, if you go out to eat with him and his wife, he's opening the door on her side. He's opening the door for other people walking into the restaurant. He is no question a servant for God. And he in he has the love of Christ in his in his heart, and needless to say, um, you know I, I've seen him uh, pour the love of Christ out on people firsthand many many times, and um, I, I truly believe from the bottom of my heart that Chris Gordy is a great example and a mentor who we need to all strive to be more like. That being said, Chris, I have a question uh, for you before passing it around. Sir. And my question is, do you feel as if serving others in your own life opens doors to be able to witness and tell others about Christ? Thank you, Sean. Um, that introduction was a little too much. <laughs> just, <laughs> <Yeah>. Makes <laughs> no, the servant uncomfortable, doesn't no it? pressure, Chris. <laughs> no, I'm just, uh, yeah, just doing my thing. I didn't know I, didn't know I was doing all that, but uh, um, I enjoy engaging with you and your family. It's been a pleasure of my life. So um, do I think that uh, serving others opens doors? 
to what? To witness. Um, so I guess just to uh, reread the question here, do you feel as if serving others in your own life opens doors to be able to witness and tell others about Christ? Um, all right. Um, I think that uh, the, w- the way I look at serving is a little different than that question stated it. I don't believe that it opens doors. I believe that it is the witness um, that people see that um, they see your good deeds and they glorify your Father in heaven. So um, not, not that it opens doors, but I think that it, it is the witness. Uh, um, you know, Christ served us with his life and ultimately death. And, um, you know, if I'm going to be a Christian or Christ-like, Christian, Christ-like, if I'm going to be Christ-like, then I've got to be a servant. And um, I try to live it. I try to look for opportunities to be Christ-like and um, it, it, an opportunity to love people. And I, I think that's how, I don't think that it's a, um, a door that gets opened. I think that it is the light that you're shining when you're serving. That's good, Chris. Um, I'm going to, Obi had a question. So um, he had texted us, the group, last night, and uh, I was just kidding around with him, and I said, that's a great question, Obi. I'm actually going to use it, so you need to come <laughs> up with another one. Not expecting him not to be here today. Mm-hmm. So uh, a, little, a little foreshadowing there. I'm sorry if that's what made Obi sick, uh, me taking his question. But this is Obi's question that he had. When talking about servanthood, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure you, you see this a lot in your business, uh, how to be a servant leader, right? You run multiple locations. You have quite a bit of employees, and that becomes difficult to manage at times. I think a lot of people stereotype business owners or being a leader into a person who is an alpha male or female, someone who demands respect and rules with an iron fist. In a world that focuses so heavily on pride and prejudice, how do you keep your focus as it relates to running your business on God's call for us to serve others? Yeah, man, good question. Very good question Very by good. Obi. Yeah. <laughs> and I know that he does this, and it's good for him to ask the question, you know, hold me accountable in it, but I know that he does this and he lives like this. Um, um, I run my business uh, just the way that I think God set up his kingdom. Um, uh, Christ is the king the head, and he's um, the lead servant. He served first. He died first while we were yet sinners. We weren't, we weren't his friends, and we didn't love him, and yet he died for us. Um, I, I'm the servant of all my people, and then in return and out of that, like, like I was saying about um, that, that um, it's not the door that opens it, it's not the thing that opens the door, the vehicle that opens the door to servant. It's the uh, um, example that's being set that opens the door. Um, so I serve my people. I tell them that I'm their servant. Anything that they need, I'm there for them. I, my my role in our company as the head is to be um, the burden bearer and the um, and the servant to all. So then that, that trickles down from, for, to my managers primarily because I deal with them the most, but, them, but then them to all of our employees down to the, the newest guy, our objective is to serve people. So 
we're we're serving people from the top down, and it starts with me. If I if I'm prepared and uh, you know prayed up and um, and God's with me, then I'm able in a bad situation to turn it into um, serving my manager who uh, may have messed somebody's car up or may have uh, failed on a customer service issue or whatever's going on. I want to serve them, help make them better. Our objective is to. Um, um, change, uh, help people and change lives. That's our, that's the, um, I forget what you call it. Mission statement. Mission statement, help you. people change lives. And, uh, and in doing that, I want to, the people that, that God has brought to us to love and serve our customers. Those are the people that I serve so that they serve. So, um, I do it, you know, through, uh, example and, and they see me doing it. And they reciprocate it to our customers, and um, yeah, it's awesome. I totally agree with what you're saying. Um, loving and serving people uh, is so much better of a method of shining your, you know, your light for Christ than turning around and fire hell and brimstone and oh, yeah. yelling at people and telling them they're going to hell and uh, condemning and judging people. Yeah. I don't believe that Jesus did that. No. And um, so um, I, I love I love that I think it's awesome, and I think it's uh, a huge part of why we're here. Amen. So Chris, I jotted down a few things as you were talking, and uh, some things that jumped out to me. I do have a specific question, but my question's kind of evolving as I hear you talk. Uh, I hear a lot of verbs in there about prayed up, taking action, leading you know leading my people. Those are all action steps those are all things that i think i hear you saying you're you know you're getting prayed up so then you can pour into your leaders absolutely you Um, you know it brings me back to the bible where it talks about casting seeds and we have talked about this often on this podcast already the only way we can cast seeds that have the potential for impact is if our bag of seeds is full and the only way we can fill it is to be prayed up so it's obvious that that is a vital part of what you do. Um, I know you're a family man, obviously. Um, you mind telling me how many kids you I have? I have three. Three kids, okay. I'm really curious because I know I've struggled with this. Um, when we know we're called to be the hands and feet of Jesus and we know we're called to pour into other people, there's a balance there in how we do that to where we don't do that so much that we leave our family behind or on the back side of that. How do you look at that? How do you process that? How do you try to be a servant in your family through your employees? You know, how do you kind of think through that over your year so far? Yeah. It's a deep question. You start bringing up families deep. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. Um man, there's there's all kind of stuff in that and um I First of all, on being on being prayed up and, and ready and stuff like that, you know, if you were gonna if you were gonna give a sermon or if you were gonna coach a team or if you were gonna do this podcast, uh, not me, but somebody had to get prepared. And and I don't think anything that you wanna do well, you um, come in unprepared. So I wanna live life on purpose and not just on purpose. I want it to count. I wanna make a difference. So if I was going to bring a message, then I would be diving into the word. Well, I do want to bring a message. I want to bring it every single day to every person that I encounter every day. So 
I got to be prayed up. I got to be read up. And I got to have spent time with the Lord or else that's not the light that I'm shining. I'm shining my light and my light is dull, dull. Um, so then, then you go, then you, then you bring that um, balance in of family. Well, let me just tell you that not too long ago, I did not have a handle on that balance. And I thought that I was, um, you know, a leader in the church, uh, uh, a servant in God's kingdom, um, doing doing all the things that a Christian's supposed to do, looking over the point that you just made about the balance between the family, and um, it nearly cost me my family. So, um, so I, I got a um, check from my wife, who's my helpmate. Uh, God said it's not good that he's alone, mm-hmm. uh, and then he gave me a helpmate, and my wife pointed it out to me. Uh, the many ways that I was uh, leaving them behind and calling it good because I was serving the Lord. Um, so, um, so it's impossible. It's not. It's not difficult. It's impossible to serve the world if you haven't first served your family. If you're not, if your wife is not filled up, your kids aren't filled up, and they they don't see you filling up. You got to actively engage your family out of your prayer time, out of your worship time, out of your time with God. And as when they're filled up, then your God's like, "Yes, yeah, now I'm ready for you to go wow. preach to the world." That's powerful. Mm. Very that's powerful. I think you, <clears throat> we see these. That's such a great concept to grab a hold to because we see these leaders in in today's society, these incredible leaders of businesses that are doing amazing things, and then all of a sudden one day everything falls apart around them and it starts with their family and it's it's very difficult you know our my company personally my wife and I's company personally is quite a bit smaller than yours and we still find it difficult to manage all those things so it's it is 100% a calling and absolutely what we're supposed to be doing to lead our families first first absolutely first god first and then then family second and well, that's easy to say. It's real easy to say. Yeah. Sounds you know, good. Sounds real good. <laughs> but it's very, very difficult to do, especially you see when it hurts the most is like when when we hear about a preacher falling, a preacher of, say, a mega church falling uh, based on some bad decisions, and you just wonder what happened. And I think we all know what happens is we lose sight of what's important the most which that guy is just on a pedestal, right? It could happen to any of us. Amen. It has to be a day-by-day-by-day journey with the Lord to keep those things number one. Yeah, absolutely. That's good stuff. So when you when you start a day, and we really like to talk about mechanics sometimes. It really helps us kind of think through things. You're talking Look, about mechanic, car mechanics? No, talking, okay. I have no clue about <laughs> car mechanics. I, now, now I know who I'm going to call. Yeah. <laughs> Mechanically speaking, you know, obviously you have, I would imagine, some type of routine that you try to stick with. That's right. Uh, and life happens, as yes. always. But how do you pour into your kids? And and I'm asking from a place of, you know, it's raw here. I feel like sometimes at the end of the day, I've given everybody my best, and my kids get my least yeah. best. So from your lessons that you've learned so far, what are some things you've tried to implement that have helped you with that? Well, I just want to say this real quick. 
Chris has done a fantastic job. His kids love the Lord. They do. No question. Awesome. No question. And um, and I sense that anytime I ever run into them, um, they love them some Jesus, brother. That's awesome. So I do want to say that. Yeah. And then and then people out of that. Um, yeah. How old are your kids? Uh, Eleven, eight, six, and four. Wow. Awesome. <laughs> hey, man, world changers. That's awesome. Uh, mine are 25, 21, and 17. Wow. I'm, I'm older. <laughs> you, you look you look young enough to not, yeah. not have that older kids. That's I, impressive, man. I started early. <laughs> uh, man, um, let, me, let me tell you about uh, kids then. Uh, you have to, I think you have to set your day and your time. Um, you know, you said, you said life happens and, um, and you hope that you can follow your pattern and do all that stuff. You know, you hope I, I plan a day, like, I hope I get up early. Uh, I hope I spend time worshiping and praying over my list of people that when I tell somebody I'm gonna pray for them, I put them on a list and I pray for them. So, um, so I hope that my day goes like that, and I hope it ends with the last thing that I do going to bed is um, reading the Word. And, and so then the first things in the morning and the last things in the evening are uh, God pouring into my life, and then I wake up in the morning and go again. Um, but on my kids, you know, kids, wife, I'm gonna, we're, we're talking about kids, so I'm going to go there, but um, you feel like you give everything you can to everybody all day long, and then you come home and your kids get second. Um, I'm, I'm going to tell you that that's a, a pattern that lends to the world's influence in your kid's life, and, um, and, and which you can call a destructive pattern because mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's destructive. I, I've, I come home, I know that I'm tired. I know that I'm uh, – sorry. I know that I'm tired. I know that I'm um, spent from the challenges of the day, but the arrows that I'm trying to send out the straightest and the furthest and that have the, the most, the, the sharpest aim are my kids. Uh, they're my, they're my um, you, know, it, it, you know, if we're to raise up disciples, they're my primary disciples that I'm to raise up. The others are, uh, a, you know, a little bit secondary. Uh, God's called me, God gave me these to raise up and then the others, um, you know, he's called me to um, influence them or impact their lives too. But but my kids, I have to pour into my kids. I've had conversations. I mean, the best conversations come the latest. So uh, if you if you give in and punch the clock a little too early, you miss the best conversations with your kids. I've I remember being up and and still am up some eleven, twelve, one o'clock in the morning talking about the deepest things that. You know that we could talk about. I remember, you know, my wife's in bed, other kids are in bed, and one of them's still awake, hanging out, and and you know something's going on, and we're sitting in the kitchen, and we're both crying about um, what God wants for their life and what He expects for their life. And man, I've spent I've spent hours pouring into my kids. That's awesome, brother. Yep, that is truly awesome. Yeah, yeah. Appreciate the uh, the openness there. That really brings it into perspective of. The thought process that we have often is this illusion we build in our mind of what we think is important, yep. which is the world's yep. standards often. Yep. And, uh, you know, I'm just going to call myself out. I have no excuse. I make my own schedule every day. Yep. So there's no excuse yep. for that to be a priority 
at the beginning of the day. That's right. To where being spent at the end of the day is really irrelevant. That's or right. Not relevant. That's so, right. Yeah. I, I, uh, I I think that um, I was thinking something when you were saying that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to be a rich man when it's over, and I don't want to have a hundred locations and a thousand employees or whatever. That's not my goal or my aim, but it's to uh, make my God famous and for my kids to love Jesus like it ain't nobody's Amen. business. Amen. So, Amen. So, yeah, where your time, is, you know, where your heart is, there your time is and everything yeah. else. So uh, m- my passion is for my kids to love Jesus and, and then everybody else. So, Truly so. awesome. Truly awesome. Um, I don't want to let this go by. I also want to talk about, I, I, you know, I want to continue bragging on Chris just because I know he's not going to brag on himself. Yeah, you don't have <laughs> he to wa- really. <laughs> Chris walks in humility, and um, there's something that uh, him and a group of guys I believe he goes to church with uh, got together um, to start, and it's called Fresh Start Longview. And Fresh Start Longview uh, is a mobile shower unit and what they do is they take this mobile unit into um like um underprivileged uh neighborhoods and then also uh into uh, areas where there are homeless and um, they give them the opportunity uh to take a shower and uh they also use it as a way to to witness to them and to love on them and uh it's a um they have this amazing trailer uh that that, that cost a lot, a lot of money, and this is a not not for profit organization. They're in the process of getting their um, what's a five hundred three C five hundred one three C five hundred one three C. They're in the process of getting that uh, put into place, and uh, I I have um, every intention of helping them um, to uh, gain sponsors. Um, uh, they have a a little, it's kind of a rolling billboard, and uh-huh. they have a little place for sponsorships and. Hey, real quick before I forget, um, email, if you're interested in helping with that project uh, financially or with your time, you guys accepting volunteers? Yeah, both. Okay. Anything. If you're interested, if you're in the Longview area, East Texas area, and you're interested in helping with that project, please uh, shoot us an email at realuncomfortabletruth.gmail.com, and we will get you connected with Chris. Absolutely. Thank but um, it's pretty awesome. Pretty neat deal. Just another uh, example of, of servanthood. And um and how um you know it it follows Chris everywhere he goes. Yeah. I mean, so I was. Do you have a thought, Chris? No. Okay. Going to explain that thing a little bit. Go ahead. No, go ahead before yeah. the moment passes. Yeah, I, we want to be taking it in a neighborhood. So f- we haven't graduated to that yet. We're just getting started. Um, we're taking it so far to uh, Jesus Burger, who feeds homeless once a week. So we're taking it there. And then we're Very uh, cool. trying to partner with Newgate Missions, who works more with the working poor. And, um, you know, there's, there's uh, a lot of homeless people in our community that need a shower for dignity and health. And then there's a lot of working poor that are going to work, they're going to school, and um, they don't have money for running water. And um, um, I don't think that I, when I was pro- approached with the opportunity, I don't think that I can sit at home taking showers, you know, twice a day whenever I want to, and people... You know, uh, I'm thinking of teenage teenagers, teenage girls going to junior high that 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 don't have a shower available to them, and and what that does to the rest of their life. And um, so I'm I'm thankful to be a part of that ministry, and I'm hoping that it 
kicks off and accomplishes what I think the vision is uh, for it to accomplish in our community. I'm, I'm, I'm so looking forward to what, how it's going to help and change lives. Super awesome. That's awesome. Chris, uh, I've heard a lot about, you know, today we're talking about servant leadership and kind of some examples through your life. And um, I have a question regarding that. It's from, from speaking personally, uh, I struggle with being a servant. I think if you ask people around me, they, would, they would, might say that I was a servant. But I know in my heart a lot of times I don't have uh, what, what's supposed to be there. It's like it's almost forced because I know that I'm supposed to be doing that. Yeah. Um, was there a time in your life, and also we talked about mechanics and stuff. We talked about you know making sure you're waking up and going to bed and talking to Jesus and talking to Jesus throughout the day and knowing his word and being able to reach others for him based on the servant. But was there a time in your life where you did struggle with that on what was in your heart? And if there was, how, how did you push through that or what did God reveal to you to get you to move forward in the positive, positive position? Um, I, I don't want to put anything on you here. This may be different personalities and I know from my experience, but different personalities could be different and people could, you know, see it different or see the need different. But, um, you know, Christ looked on the crowd and felt compassion. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, early on in my Christian walk, uh, that was a part of it. And I, and I feel like the, the more I become like Christ, the more compassionate I become, mm-hmm. and it's a little bit of a sickness, as you yeah. can tell. It, it's a, it just, it just, it, it, it's like a, a boulder going downhill. The closer I get to God, the more He shows me. The more I see the need, the more I'm brokenhearted. So the more I want to get close to God. Um, um, the 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 heart of not wanting to see. Uh, or not wanting to do, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe, and it may be personality, but it may be, um, uh, it may be uh, uh, an ask. God, break my heart. I know yeah. that I prayed this. God, break my heart for the things that breaks yours. Yeah. Um, uh, it breaks my heart to see men walk into a restaurant with their wife behind them, and then mm-hmm. they didn't get the door. Yeah. It breaks my heart for uh, a man to get in his truck. And then unlock the door for the wife on the other side. Yeah, um, those kind of things break my heart. It's a it's a, a problem with men. Men break my heart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, so um, man, I ask God, you know, break my heart for the things that break yours. And it, and it and it's like scales come off, and they're continually coming off. I see mm-hmm. more and more hurt, more and more um, um, wives in pain. You know, that's like men are here to be the hands and feet of God, to uh, bring God's power and his presence into our marriages, into our homes, into our workplaces, into our community, into a restaurant that you go in, into to the waitress that's waiting on you. You know, so um, I don't know if you guys are feeling convicted right now. <laughs> I'm like, I, I asked a question I'm not sure I wanted to ask now. <laughs> yes. I think it's important to, because people listen to this need a painted picture. The whole time Chris has been sitting here and answering our questions, humility is just so genuine. He's got tears in his eyes, and he is just eat up for Jesus' kingdom. Yeah, and, it's infectious. Oh, no doubt. And, and you know, the name of our podcast is Uncomfortable Truth. But if we're not willing as men to be called to the carpet on what's best for Jesus' kingdom, are we really living for Jesus? 
Amen. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. And and I think that's the beauty of brotherhood yeah. in Christ. Yeah, yeah. That that can happen in love, like you talked about with your kids. So yeah. um, I'm glad Chain asked the question. <laughs> but it's connected me. No, man, it's it's uh that's what we're here for yeah. is to get better for God. Yeah. And you know, men, if we had a common sin, um, you could easily say that was pride. And fighting that pride, combating that pride every day, it's a battle. Yeah. You know, we, 1, we, we, get, we get busy. And when we get busy and we don't see those opportunities, it may not be intentional. But where the pride comes in is that what we're doing in that moment is more important than what God's got for us. Oh, man. And that, uh, I, I, I'll tell a quick story if you guys don't mind. Come on. Go for it. Yesterday, get up. Me and my brother work out or try to work out three or four days a week. I'm going to Marshall to work out with him, and I hit four red lights. It's pretty early in the morning. I've never hit four red lights there, and it just calls me to just stop and think for just a second. That's weird. Get to work out, get done, go on to the next task, uh, go to the uh, register some vehicles, couldn't register either one. Dad gum. I had two. Oh for two. Okay. I go from there to get some pop at the pop yard. Literally wait for an hour. And I'm still not catching it. Okay. I'm still not catching it. God's starting to put he's trying to put some things in my way to, to cause me to stop and think. After I get the pipe, I was already I had to miss an appointment. I get caught in construction twice. Man, this is awkward. This is weird. What is going on? I'm like, my day is not going as planned. Finally, I stopped. I was like, Lord, what are you trying to teach me? And I, I think there, you know, there may be some deeper meanings in that. And the, the Lord was using circumstances around me to possibly say, slow down. Look what I'm trying to put in front of you. See the people around you that you could have already talked to and you missed. And start doing my work. And quit doing yours. Line my work up with yours. And then, you know, it, it may still slow down, but I think he's causing me to slow down to see the opportunities that he's putting in front of me that I'm not seeing. Yeah. And I, I prayed in that moment, and I would, I mean, in relative terms, the day was still busy. I was still moving around and doing all kinds of stuff and, and never felt like I caught up. However, the Lord gave me a peace about, you know, whatever happens, whatever I put in front of you is what I want in front of you. And I want you to glorify me through those things. Not to say it was perfect throughout the day, but. And it think, never is going to be. No. I think uh, what you just told me reminds me of a, a dear friend of mine that uh, we are partnered with in our business. And uh, he's, I'm getting to see him evolve, you know, and he's where I was about three, four years ago. And he's always putting this expectation on himself to define success. And then he'll circle back around and go, you know, and, I, and I'm talking to myself, I've done this. But I want to be sure it's in line with God. And I'm like, well, put, quit putting wordless standards of what success is on yourself. You know, and it makes it so much easier. So those red lights, if, if we can sit there and go, all right, Jesus, what you got for me? I, I'll never forget that. Sean told a story weeks ago about a guy who basically wakes up and says, what do you got for me today, guy? Yeah. I mean, that's so simple but so powerful, you know, because if it's that thought process, then every interaction we have is literally, 
what do you want me to see here, Jesus? Because yeah. in the moment when we're stuck at the pop yard or things aren't going our way, are we able to exhibit or show just God's grace through us by not overreacting, by being patient, by showing someone love when they really maybe don't deserve it, you know, in our mind worldly. So uh, if my motto for the rest of the year is probably going to be, what do you got for me, God? Yeah. Uh, because it's so simple, but it just gets your mind where it needs to be. Yeah. So it's good stuff. There's, there's another one. Um, I read a book, uh, Tony Evans, the Kingdom Man, or Kingdom Man. Have y'all read that? Well, we talk about it. Obi reads. Uh, Brandon and Obi, I think, are the major readers in uh, this group. I'm an audio booker. Sean yeah. listens to well, yeah. Listen to Kingdom Man. It is powerful. Yeah, yeah. Obi's um, he's Told been you. bragging hey, on it. Do you know that he's going to be in Carthage at the end of this month? I'll, I'll be there. I'll okay. be in Carthage. March 26th, I think, at the church where If you're listening to this podcast... It'll already be passed, so. Yeah, that's true. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> My bad. Anyway, in, in the deal, in the book, he says, um, when, when you're, the objective of a kingdom man is when, when your feet hit the floor, does the, does the devil say, oh, no, he's up again? Does the Amen. enemy of your soul, enemy of your life, enemy of your family, enemy of your day say, oh, no, he's up again? And, um, you know, I want my life to be focused like that. You know, uh, it ain't the problems or the uh, speed bumps of the day that define me. It's uh, my God and his plan for my life. No, you know, the the problems me. and the speed bumps are God refining us. Yeah, they're and, opportunities. Uh, you know, and, and it's, um, um, in fact, I believe you sent me um, uh, a song one day and uh, by Matt. What, what's the guy's name? I can't think. Anyway, he's talking about God refining us and, and how he was oh, he was afraid to pray this prayer uh, uh-huh. uh, because, like, you know, it's a scary thought. Hey, God, refine me. And then, you, then your next thought is, what's about to happen? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. start praying for something. You better yeah. get ready. Yeah. That's right. That's right, brother. Yeah, I think str- these struggles, they come your way as an opportunity for you to grow. Uh, you're... you're your wife has struggles so that you're like, oh, God wants me to learn how to pour into her. Your kids have struggled. God wants me to learn that they're my priority, uh-huh. not, not the world. Business comes your way and you can, you know, we, we tear up engines in cars after we do an oil change. Sure. And it comes my way. It always comes my way all day. And I go, and I could go, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do? And I'm like, all right, good. Well, make sure the customer's fixed up. Make sure the customer's happy. Uh, Hey, we we uh, just spent three thousand dollars fixing somebody's truck, and it ain't fixed. Uh-huh. What do we do? What do you think we do? Uh-huh. Uh, we, uh, do you charge them the three thousand and then tighten the bolt that was loose, or do you uh-huh. tell them we just messed up? Uh-huh. We were wrong. We eat the three thousand, tighten the bolt that was loose. I mean, and I and I go, I go, manager. What do you think we do? Uh-huh. What's the right thing to do? And um, and God just pours out his blessing when you follow his plan for your life um, and not try to dig amen. your own hole. Amen. That is so, so true, brother. That amen. is so true. What does, um, there's a verse in the Bible that uh, God says something about testing testing us with his giving. Does um, anybody know? Malachi 3.10. Okay. I'm a lewd. My, my oh, phone sure. has zero signal internet services in and out. So Malachi 3.10. Yes, sir. It's talking about God testing us it's the only time in the bible god says to test me yeah and so i think like chris you're a witness of that everything that i've heard you say is like pouring into your people around you your your wife your your kids uh your people at church your 
you know, the people that work for you in the business and the homeless, the homeless, the working yeah. poor people at yeah. Whataburger. All of, and so it, it seems like I think a lot of times as as men when we when we might read that verse or hear about that verse we think about testing him with our money. Yeah, it seems like that's not how you're living. That it seems like you're living by testing him with your time and your actions and how oh, you pour yeah. into people yeah, and I, the blessings that you're going to get back from that. Man, I mean, I. I absolutely 100% think that our valuables uh, aren't the things that we can see in the amount of money in our checkbook or savings account, but it's our time and our life. So if we are spending the things that are most valuable on God's kingdom and the things that are most valuable to him, I think that's where the return is. You, you, somebody could write a million-dollar check, it not hurt, and they haven't done anything. Yeah. But some, but you know, the the widow's might when the when the widow, widow gives uh, you know one piece of silver or whatever, and it was all that she had, so she gave everything. Um, I think we're supposed to give our lives in service, and and not uh, not so that we can then witness to them about Jesus Christ, so that when we walk away, they go, I see that man, and I see the light that he's shining, and and um, like Peter and John. And the uh, Pharisees, I see them, and I, it was reckoned to them as having spent time with Jesus. Their light that was shining, you know, they were, their face was, uh, they were radiant. Glowing. Yeah, they were mm-hmm. radiant. So, so I don't think uh, I'm supposed to go around telling everybody about Jesus. I think, I mean, I believe talk is cheap, and we do enough of it throughout the week, day, year, churches preach, and everybody's preaching and talking about what all they know. Um, Who's willing to live it, walk it, walk in it, and then test God in this? God, I'm going to give my life to you, my finances. I'm going to uh, fix somebody's car for free when it's not profitable. I'm going to, you know, whatever I'm going to do, I want to do it all for your kingdom to glorify people. And and then test God in that and see if he'll pour out the blessing. It's not, hey, do you know Jesus? It's like they could say, they could look at your life and say, do you? Or, or, or you could not ask them, and you could, they, you could walk away, and they go, that dude looked like Jesus. Um, I want to look like Jesus Christ, and, and I'm, man, I'm, on a, I'm just on a road to get there, but, yeah. man, it's burning in me to look like Christ on this earth. There's enough talk, yeah. and we need, you know, men need to do something action. to move the needle Take for action. Jesus Christ. Amen. Right. Have you seen opportunities where your actions – have led to an opportunity. I'm sure you had. Uh, or have led to. Yeah, you did something nice for someone that was out of the blue. That pe- people don't people don't expect that now because it doesn't happen that much, and we're missing that. Yeah. We're missing that. But have you seen that opportunity where you did something like Jesus for somebody? Didn't expect anything for it, and it came back where you could actually use your words to tell them about Jesus. Oh yeah, yeah. They this this boy. The young man, I'd say, you know, I'd say maybe troubled young man, definitely troubled past. Um, I was, I think I was picking him up out of the Gregg County Jail. And, and uh, you know, he was, I was with his grandma and I took my son with me because he was getting out that day and I wanted to go see him. And, um, you know, or, or he was going in. He may have been going in. Okay. And we were turning him in. I, I forget. I think, we, I think he was going in. So we were dropping him off or whatever. And, um, this just comes to mind. I'm sure there's other times, but um, um, man, I'm thinking about that young man and where he's at right now, and 
what's going on and I'm hoping he's doing good. Um, but, um, he's, I'm like, uh, I'm like, Hey man, I want to, I want to pray for you before you go in. And, you know, I pray for him and I'm looking like this and looking like a mess. Cause I, because I love him. And he's like, yeah. and we get done and he's like, dude, why do you care so much? What's <laughs> wrong with you? And I grabbed him by the collar and I got in his face and I was like, man, I love you. I may love you more than you love yourself. I love you. And I want you not to be in this place, you know. And um, anyway, guy he got a little emotional, and we got to. Um, I'm getting well, emotional. Are you telling me this staggering story, man? Yeah, this is powerful. Yeah, pe- yeah, I, guys, people's lives are at stake, mm-hmm. and we, you know, a, as entrepreneurs, or whatever, want to sit around and act like we're supposed to make some money today. Uh, people's lives are at stake. Uh, you know, starting with our own families, our wives, our kids, their lives are at stake, their eternities at stake. And then when you get out past that, oh, it's just a, it's a free for all. The world's consuming people. And, um, you know, the need is just everywhere. And, um, yeah, 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 absolutely. Me loving on people and serving people. Uh, I think that opportunity came from, um, his grandma was maybe, maybe, scared or or uh not available to take him to a a rehab shelter in in uh Waco I think or Fort Worth or something like that and I'm like yeah I'll go man locked in a truck with the young man for three hours he can't get away you got a captive audience it's gonna be awesome (laughs) anyway we had a great time and then and then you know he's just a part of my life he's on my prayer list I pray for him every day and um you know I want to see his world rocked for Jesus and I want to be a part of that if if uh God sees fit you know <laughs> amen That's awesome man very cool very cool awesome. uh, i got one what would you say if you were you just met someone who had just asked jesus into their heart okay and if you were just gonna cut it down to this the simple nuts and bolts of it and you were only gonna see them once what would you leave them with that would that has impacted your life powerfully just in a short sentence or two. Yeah. Um, just from, for some context, I would imagine their life is screwed up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's where they're at right yep. now. That's typically yep. what it takes. Uh, man, amazing that Christ was always upset with the people who thought they knew something, Amen. but then loved on the people whose lives were screwed up. Broken. Yeah. It's always, it seems like it's always that way. So, um, uh, Man, I'd tell him something like maybe, maybe um, God wants this more than you. He's mm-hmm. for you um, more than you're committing to Him. He's going to walk beside you. He's going to walk through it with you. Um, yeah, stuff like that. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a journey. It ain't all going to change at one time. But He's with you, and, and you know that that thing where when you're when you feel like you're alone. And there's only one track in the sand. It's going to be God carrying you through uh, those times um, that you would be otherwise unable to get through. You know. Amen. I really kind of feel like the takeaway today is, you know, um, if you feel like you're serving, there's always room to serve more, and uh, and it starts with your families, uh, and and then trickles down from there. And once you uh, you get your, um, once you're in line you know, spiritually, uh, then you need to be in line with your family. And then everything else, 
you know, it just it it just trickles down. It trickles down into uh, you just love everybody, you know, and and you know you serve and and look for every opportunity you can to to get out there and serve and and love one another and and there's there's really no better way to shine the light of Jesus than that. And by what Chris says, if you're listening to this podcast right now, that talk is cheap, right? You can listen to it, and we can listen. We can sit here and look at Chris and see the, the passion that he has for other people. But until we start to take some daggum action, nothing's going to change around us. Our hearts can be different, um, but it should be an overflow of our heart, right? We should be so filled with Jesus that it just pours out of us. And that's what I see in you, Chris. And it's, uh, it's, it's a blessing to be able to sit here with you. Um, so if you're out there listening, know that action, action is what's going to make a difference in somebody's life. And like Chris says, souls are at stake every day. Every day. Look for the opportunities that God's showing you to, to just to bleed into people to just reach people for him, not for our glory, but for his. Amen. So we're going to, uh, Chris, do you have anything that you want to add before we close it out? Um, do it. Quit talking about it. You know, I think of when when uh, Jesus and his disciples uh, made it to shore and they see the demon-possessed guy and he's like, uh, what are you doing here? Why'd you come for me? And he says like, he says like, Six, seven verses worth of things. Don't do not do that. Do this. Don't do that. Hey, if you're going to do anything, uh, if you're going to do anything, just cast me into those swine. And Jesus just walked up and was like, go. That's all he said. And I think of, I think of that and I go, um, the, the devil and all his demons know who Christ is and know who God is. We all know who God is. What's, what's the difference in Peter and John? When they say, when they say, um, whether it be right in the sight of man or God, you decide. But I'll not stop speaking about the things that I've seen and heard. What's the difference between that and the demon? Is Christ is on your side, and you have to live it in order to say that you know it. Saying you know it, the demons, the devil, and all his demons know it. We all, everybody, a part of this universe knows who God is. If we're going to be called his people, then we have to be living it. And like you said, the action, you have to be doing it and living it, not just talking about it and knowing it. And, um, and I think with that, we can change the world for his glory. Amen. Amen. Good stuff. You want to read that Bible verse one more time and we'll close it out? I sure will. 1 Corinthians nine nineteen. That's correct, right? That's correct. For though I am free from all, I have made myself a servant to all, that I might win more of them. Yeah. Amen. So if you're out there listening and uh, enjoyed what you heard today, uh, go out and take some action. Um, if you live in our area and need some work on your vehicle, uh, take it up to Automotive Supercenter, and I'll sure that Chris would tell you it's not for his glory, but for what he can do, uh, just what's given to him, he can return to the kingdom. We want to thank Chris for joining us today been a wonderful podcast and our first guest we're so excited about having him listen go out and kick today in the face and we'll catch you on the next one